for your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I am Reese Boyd, local attorney here in town with the firm of Davis and Boyd. I'm your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. Welcome to this special 9-11 commemorative memorial edition of Saturday Morning Coffee. It is Saturday, September the 11th, 2021, the 20th anniversary of of the 9-11 attacks, and so we've got a very special broadcast for you today. We're remembering um, the heroes of the day and the significance of these uh, moments that we are living in, uh, remembering uh, so that we will encourage uh, those of us among us who may not recall uh, the details, maybe young, but uh, to not forget and, uh, and to remember that we still live in the land of the free and the home of the brave and it is up to us to uh, carry on the uh, the memory of those that fell on 9-11, first responders, all those that have fallen in the conflicts uh, in the war on terror ever since, and uh, up until very recently, unfortunately, the, uh, the uh, last group of 13 or 14, I believe that number has been changed, that recently fell uh, due to the suicide bomber in Kabul, Afghanistan, but... As I said, it is a special edition of Saturday Morning Coffee. Uh, we will never forget 9-11, and it is a very difficult day, but we will do our best to get through it um, and uh, to remember the uh, heroes of 9-11 today here on Saturday Morning Coffee. At Saturday Morning Coffee, we invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee. Join us as we talk about uh, this day today and all the other things that we think uh, you need to know, all the things happening in the world around you uh, here at Saturday Morning Coffee. As you guys know, we're all about limited government, lower taxes, all the things that mean more freedom for all of us who are we the people. That's you and me and all of us who are um, citizens in these here United States. We've got a country to save, folks. That is certainly true today. It's truer today than it has ever been. In my lifetime, we've got a country to save, and it's up to us, so let's get to it. Get uh, get that coffee going, and uh, join us here, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll help you get your Saturday going on the right foot. Joined in the studio, as almost always, by producer extraordinaire, Dr. Glenn Dye. Dr. Dye, how so are you? I wasn't here last week. Yeah. Did you have a good break? I did have a nice break. Oh, good. Hoping I had a good time. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a good show. Yeah. So. I, I, I was listening. I had you in my ear. Yeah, you got it. You you texted in, congratulated us on uh, getting getting through the show without you. But you were missed, my yeah, friend. You yeah. were missed. Um, so what's the uh, what's what's your thoughts on this uh, Saturday? Well, Saturday nine eleven last night twenty one. Last night I attended the CCU game with uh, Kansas. That's why I didn't make it down to the Burger Via Burger Fi event. Yeah, because I had <laughs> I had great tickets, great food. Good. Uh, they really take good care of you over there at uh, the oh, yeah. CCU Stadium, the Brooks a, Stadium. It is a great experience. Yep, and, and uh, we and they won. Put, they put a thrashing on the Kansas Jayhawks, forty nine to twenty two. Yeah, it was, a, it was great. 
wanted to give a shout out to uh, the Shauna Clears. So yeah, th- this is really uh, this is shaping up to be a very impressive season. Well, I, I for the Shauns in the in the area that I was um, um, uh, the suite um, th- when the national anthem was sung, mm-hmm. uh, everybody had their hands on their heart. Uh, there were tears. Oh yeah, um, this is the time of year that we remember 20 years ago that 2,977 people at least uh, died on that day. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, more more came after that uh, due to, you know, the Not first responders, yeah, yeah, all the illnesses that came with it. Um, and um, it, it will be a difficult day for all of us as we as we think back and remember where we were. This is one of those instances like the, the death of John F. Kennedy, uh, you, or the explosion of the space shuttle. You you knew where you were oh, yeah. on that day, uh, more so than any other day in my lifetime. Yeah, and I, Liz did a show uh, yesterday devoted to uh, the memory of uh, 9-11. And um, I told her on the way into the studio, she made me cry. And I walked into the studio to do my Friday morning segment. And I said, Liz, that's just a personal foul. Y'all were just way mm-hmm. over the top. And you made me cry. That's uh, that's uh, that's a personal foul. That's that's half, good radio, man. That's half the distance to the uh-huh. goal. Repeat the down. That's a that's a personal foul, but it was a great show. And we need to do these things, Glenn, because you know it's interesting if you read um, about you know how folks are beginning to forget. You remember, I remember, right after nine eleven, the country came together in an amazing fashion. I, I noticed um, Jamie Chadwell in his in his press conference. He mentioned that. Um, the country came together in a way that I don't think you and I've ever seen. No, yeah. And and we need to remember that. Yeah. Um, we need to remember the sacrifice that so many people made on that day. That's incredibly important. We can't forget. I've got a, a thing, a, a short piece to read on the on the folks that were on the uh, United uh, flight. Right. And uh, but it was, um, you know, it's very important that we don't allow the young, the children, the the youth. Who have no memory of 9/11 right. uh, to forget what happened on that day, and, right. and, and like you said, the, um, the 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 number who died on that day it's a it's a staggering day, and it's a, it's a very somber day. But I did want to join you in giving a shout out to uh, the Shunts while we're on the subject. Um, now two and zero, oh, and I saw the, I caught the last couple of minutes. I, I wanted to get to Burger Fi. I got tied up at another event, but um, uh, we're going to have Don Bound on the show a little bit later in the program coming up at about seven thirty, to talk to us. They are raising uh, big money. Mm-hmm. Don's going to give us an update, but between the event at the Asher theater this week and, and the money and Tuesday morning money and the Tuesday morning money, all the stuff that, uh, that Liz and Nick raised on their show, all the pledges that have come in since um, we're, we're in solid territory. We started out to build a house. Mm-hmm. Now we're looking at building five wow. tiny houses. Wow for these folks so this is well, congratulations liz and really Nick. unbelievable um, yeah a stupendous job uh, kudos to you guys i mean you guys get up and do it every day and you bring it every day um we're all very proud of you and very thankful for you yeah as well so we'll be talking about that with don bound red hats america a little bit later in the show coming up at seven thirty. so stick around for that and by the way the um I noticed the uh, the quarterback. I did watch a little bit of the game last night. Uh, Grayson McCall was on fire. He was uh, he was hitting it. They uh, also noticed there was a um, a punt, uh, a, a block punt. Yes. that they returned for a touchdown. For a touchdown, yeah. I noticed the uh, the uh, pointed that out in the paper. That was the first time that had happened 
uh, to CCU that they had blocked and returned a punt for a TD. Well, and a blocked field goal as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, but the last time that happened was 2012. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what a great night yeah, it was. Yeah. And, and of course, I was in wonderful company. Uh, the people I was with, the the temperature was great. I mean, it was a great evening for football. And I, I oh, was yeah. so excited. It's, it makes me want season tickets now. Yeah. Well, it's a great place. So, you know, yeah. it's amazing how quickly that program has progressed mm-hmm. over a few short years. They're building a massive program. But McCall, as I said, was on fire. He completed 17 to 21 passes for 245 <laughs> yards, two touchdowns. He's got an 82.5 completion percentage on the season. So he's, uh, I mean, he's, he's rocking and rolling. Yeah. I mean, these yeah. are, these are, they're throwing up really big numbers. And this was a good team. This is a top-ranked yeah. team. I, so. I said I, I turned it on for a few minutes. Because I had to do a little show prep, but um, I said, "Man, these guys are thrashing the Kansas Jayhawks. This mm-hmm. is not. This is not. Uh, this is not some uh, third tier team." But anyway, mm-hmm. good stuff. Congratulations uh, to the Shants. And by the way, the Associated Press uh, top twenty five poll uh, had them at seventeenth, and uh, and the USA Today coaches poll had them at nineteenth. So they're mm-hmm. top twenty material, and who knows what they'll do. Now that they've you know beat up on Kansas, well, and they've improved the facility since the last time I've been there. Um, it, it looks it's really nice. Oh yeah, really, Brook really Stadium, nice. Mm-hmm. very nice, very nice. So they're spending some money over there. So there'll be a solid. Depending on what the other top twenty-five teams do, there'll be Coastal will be a solid top twenty team. I mean, they already are, but they'll be a very solid top twenty team in this week's poll. So it'll be uh, these, these the polls this week will be interesting to watch. I gotta so, tell you, man, it was a very exciting night for me. I, yeah. I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, good <laughs> stuff. I used to go. I used to do. Uh, you know, when Bob Brooks was alive, um, I did a lot of work for him. Our, our firm did a lot of work for him. So we, uh, he always invited us to come to the games. And I, we've, we've been to a few since, but when Mr. Brooks was alive, I went to just about every Coastal game, and that was a lot of fun. Great facility, and, of course, it's even better now. So, y'all, if you haven't been, you should check out a Coastal Carolina uh, football game. It's great stuff. And uh, we invite you guys to uh, join the show as well. A lot to talk about uh, today. Of course, uh, you can text us your comments, uh, phone your comments in. We'll give you that information after uh, these words from our sponsors. But we'll be uh, talking more about 9-11, 9-11 memories. And uh, we'll be talking to Mike Gonzalez with the Heritage Foundation uh, this morning. Uh, Mike has written a book about uh, BLM and, and Marxist influence in uh, BLM, the movement, and, and how it's creeping into our culture. So we're looking forward to talking to him. All that and more coming up on this special 9-11 edition of Saturday Morning Coffee. Stick with us. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. I'm Diane Sawyer, and it's Tuesday, September 11th, 2001. It is beautiful outside, perfect September day. Just a few moments ago, something uh, believed to be a plane crashed into the south tower of the World Trade Center. I'm afraid we've got a tragedy. That looks like a second plane. Oh, my God. Literally blew itself into World Trade Center. People are jumping out the windows, I guess, because they're trying to see themselves. We now have fire confirmed at the Pentagon. Police officers ran up to us and told us there is a plane that has been hijacked and is headed this way. United Airlines 93 crashed in Somerset County, Pennsylvania. We are a nation under siege. The building has collapsed. It's down on itself. Oh, my God. Mike. 
goodness. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like this. May God bless the victims, their families, and America. Text us, 843-798-TALK. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday morning coffee, and we're here today talking with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson team. So how do you coach a buyer who's involved in an environment where there are multiple offers being submitted? Because most of these deals are going multiple offers, Reese. You've got to have a buyer that absolutely has to have the property, meaning the motivation is there. Going in strong with terms and price is the way you win in this market. So, Greg, how do you work to ensure that your clients don't pay too much? The law of supply and demand says when there's not much of something available and tons of demand, prices have to go up. But if the home meets their needs and they have to buy today, we're not going to let them overpay, but they need to do what it takes to win. Great real estate advice from Greg Sisson. Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team at 843-251-2693, or you can schedule your appointment online at gregsisson.com. The Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. It's 8.52 here in New York. I'm Brian Gumble. We understand that there has been a plane crash on the uh, southern tip of Manhattan. You're looking at the uh, World Trade Center. We understand that a plane has crashed into the World Trade Center. We don't know anything more than that. We don't know if it was a commercial aircraft. We don't know if it was a private aircraft. We have no idea how many were on board or what is what the extent of the injuries are right now. Where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? You in the yard with your wife and children were working on some stage in LA. Did you stand there in shock at the sight of that black smoke rising against that blue sky? Did you shout out in anger and fear for your neighbor? Or did you just sit down and cry? Did you weep for the children? Lost their dear loved ones Pray for the ones who don't know Did you rejoice for the people Who walked from the rubble And sobbed for the ones left below Did you burst out with pride For the red, white, and blue And the heroes who died Just doing what they do Did you look up to heaven For some kind of answer And look at yourself and what really matters I'm just a singer of simple songs I'm not a real political man I watch CNN But I'm not sure I can tell you The difference in Iraq and Iran But I know Jesus and I talk to God And I remember this from when I was young Faith, hope, and love are some good things he gave us, and the greatest is love. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 724 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, September the 11th, 2021, the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and a special memorial edition 
of Saturday Morning Coffee this morning, and that's, of course, Alan Jackson. Where were you when the world stopped turning? Beautiful, beautiful tribute to the uh, the events and the heroes of that day. Where were you guys when the world stopped turning? We invite you guys to join the show, chime in with your thoughts and uh, re- reflections on 9-11. You, of course, can join the show on the call-in line. That's 843-903-2945. And if you want to text your comments to us on the PCRXcomputers.com text line, you're more than welcome. That number, of course, is 843-798-8255. You can email your comments to Saturday Morning Coffee. The email address for the show is reeseboydsmc at gmail.com. You can also reach your humble host during normal business hours, more regular business hours, Monday through Friday, at the day job. The day job is the uh, law firm of Davis and Boyd, and that number is 843-839-9800, but I invite you guys to uh, share with us your comments, your 9-11 reflections this morning. A lot of you already checking in on the PCRXcomputers.com text line. Bobby the Vapor checking in. Also at the CCU game last night. Great, Bobby, great game. The Virginia gentleman checking in. God bless those first responders on 9-11. And all those who have lost their lives, keep the faith. Andy Thompson checking in wants to know what. <laughs> Andy wants to know what time do we bomb the Taliban today? Andy, I think that's a great question. Uh, let's get uh, let's get some suggestions going on did that. You, did you see what Elsie wrote? If uh, we bomb them annually, we wouldn't forget, and neither would they. <laughs> Andy, you're killing it today, man. It's an annual event, Andy. Yeah. It's the nine eleven. It's the memorial bombing of the <laughs> Taliban on nine eleven. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. That's, hey, Andy, that's a good a, one. Took that's a good sideways one. this morning. That's Andy, a good one, Andy. Thanks I like for that. the smile, man. And I love I the graphic. It. Andy's got yeah. a nice graphic there. I really yeah, appreciate yeah. the smile, though, this yeah. morning, Andy. A, a little mushroom cloud. <laughs> that's a good one. And Cadillac Gary checking in uh, for us this morning. It's uh, great to remember. And, uh, and, uh, and yes, I agree. Uh, it's uh, important to remember. We try not to make it too difficult, uh, Gary. But uh, it is something that we need to do. Larry Biddle checking in. Uh, Gigi checking in with a text that I'm having a, let's see, uh, let's see. Oh, she's, uh, Gigi reminding us that there is an event with Donald Trump, uh, the 45th president of the United States of America. Some would say still the president of the United States of America. <laughs> yeah. He will deliver his, goodness gracious, do you not? Would you not just get down on your knees at night, Glenn, and beg and pray for the return of somebody to the White House, even if it's not Donald Trump, but somebody like Donald Trump? Yeah, and and you know what? I I understand that Biden is not speaking today. Um, He shouldn't. No, and I and I'm I'm glad that he's not. Um, He did he did mention 9/11 yesterday. He just added Um, 14 casualties. To the list of casualties. Yep. Of the war on terror that were completely gratuitous in and, my opinion. and helped arm yeah, our and enemies. Yeah, we'll 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 talk more about that. But uh, Gigi's reminding us that there is a, a a huge rally, huge huge crowd expected at the rally. It will be on Saturday, September twenty fifth, seven p.m. Eastern time. The doors open at two. That's at the Georgia National Fairgrounds. Hmm. That's at four oh one Larry Walker Parkway, Perry, Georgia. And the uh, cost is free. So thank you, Gigi, for reminding us about that. Got and a free. Uh, yeah, a little freebie. And uh, while we're on the uh, subject of reminding people about events, I believe we've got somebody who called in from Grand Strand Citizens for Life. Do we have she Terry on, on the, the line? line? Yeah, Terry's going to tell us about an event that's coming up for Grand Strand Citizens for Life. So while we're doing reminders, Terry, let's go ahead and chat with you for a minute. Get that done. Sure. Good morning. How are you? 
Okay, and how are you guys? All good, right? All good. Yeah. So tell us about Grand Strand Citizens for Life and what you guys have going on. Okay, we're a, uh, a nonprofit interdenominational group, and on the 25th of this month, two weeks from today, we have something called a life conference going on. Uh, at that conference, people will learn about the area uh, people that partner with us to help women in trouble with problem pregnancies and um, adoption issues. And our keynote speaker is going to be Wayne Cockfield for mm -hmm. the afternoon. He's going to discuss um, end-of-life issues and um, the different, different things people need to know about, like a, a, a live will and uh, Living will. Mm -hmm. the South Carolina laws uh, regarding those things. And, and where is this event going to be held? It's going to be held at St. Michael's Catholic Church in Garden City. Perfect. And um, it's going to be from 9.30 in the morning till around 2 in the afternoon. We're having a free continental breakfast and a free lunch, which is an incentive to come yeah. if you're hungry. And, and no cost for admission. No cost. It's Perfect. free. And that's September 25th. Give us the time one more time. Okay. It starts at 9.30, the, the breakfast, and we'll begin speakers at 10, and it goes till 2 in the afternoon. Well, perfect. We will, uh, we will post something about that on the uh, Saturday Morning Coffee page on Facebook, and uh, we'll, we'll, I'll try to drop by and join you guys. I don't think I'll be making it to Georgia for the uh, presidential rally, unfortunately, but uh, we'll try to drop by, and hope that goes well. That's uh, the, uh, the Grand Strand Citizens for Life folks, so uh, be sure to check that out. Thank you, ma'am, for calling in, giving us that reminder. You're welcome, and I hope to see you there. It's yeah. a good second choice for everybody. Oh, yeah. Good, good, great thing to do. Of course, I've been uh, involved with Grand Strand Citizens for Life. I've, I've spoken at that event before. Yes, you have. And uh, it's a great event. You guys do great work. So yeah, Thanks uh, for all you do. Yeah, thanks Thank for you. everything. Thank you. And uh, so, folks, I will um, – how are we doing on time, Mr. Well, Bruce? We could take a break and then come back to Don if you yeah, like. Yeah, let's do that. Let's take a break, and we've got uh, Don Bound going to be joining us for a quick update with Red Hat's uh, America and the events of this week raising great money, big money, huge money for the Veterans Welcome Home Resource Center. So we are looking forward to an update on that. And we'll do that right after this break and more words from our sponsors. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? Were you in the yard with your wife and children? Working on some stage in LA. Did you stand there in shock at the sight of that black smoke rising against that blue sky? Did you shout out in anger and fear for your neighbor? Or did you just sit down and cry? Good morning, America. It's Tuesday, September 11th, 2001. And it's kind of quiet around the country. It's too quiet. This just in, you are looking at um, obviously a very disturbing live shot there. That is the World Trade Center, and we have unconfirmed reports this morning that a plane has crashed into one of the towers. There is considerable and, and truly terrifying damage. That looks like a second plane. Oh, my God, another plane has just hit. Now you got people running up the street. Everybody's panicking. Bodies started dropping from the top floors. Obviously, they had two choices to be burned in flames or leap and end it all. A plane crashed at the Pentagon. United Airlines 93 crashed in Somerset County, Pennsylvania. This has to be deliberate, folks. And now it looks almost like a mushroom cloud. I told you the building has collapsed. The building has collapsed. One has to assume that thousands of lives 
had been extinguished. May uh, God help the victims and their families and all the souls that are lost today. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. And more coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services about how sound financial planning can help your family. Scott? There's so much unknown about where things are going politically, socially, and culturally. And certainly there's a huge concern many families have about where things are going financially. One of the best things you can do is learn how to keep more. We are helping families across the country keep more every day. Keep more wealth and keep more income now and in the future. If you want to learn how to keep more of your wealth and more of your income, schedule a time, talk to us today, and we'll lay out the roadmap for you and your family. Pile Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose. Find them online at pilefinancialservices.com or call 843-945-4480. Securities and advisory services offered through Prospera Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC. With our ideal climate and low cost of living, it's no surprise that Myrtle Beach has become one of America's most popular places to retire. But if you're looking for an active senior lifestyle that's close to everything but away from it all, it's important that you make the right choice. Covenant Towers. Surrounded by beautiful landscaping and tucked neatly into the woods along the fairways of Pine Lakes Country Club, Covenant Towers offers the finest and carefree independent senior living and just blocks from the beach. Spacious condos combine the advantages of homeownership with one low monthly fee that covers 24-hour security, all utilities, housekeeping, elegant dining, and more. When it comes to independent senior living, make the right choice. Are you ready for year-round resort living, activities, dining, housekeeping? This is Jackie Carpenter with Coal Banker Seacoast Advantage Real Estate, inviting you to come see for yourself the most affordable senior living in Myrtle Beach. Visit our website at covenanttowers.com or call Jackie Carpenter at Covenant Towers. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. Thank my lucky stars to be living here today Where the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away everybody welcome back to saturday morning coffee the reese boyd radio hour it is 7 37 on your saturday morning saturday september the 11th 2021 special 20th anniversary and memorial edition of saturday morning coffee this morning remembering 
Remembering the events of 9-11 and the heroes of that day and since who have given their lives for your safety and your freedom. And uh, we are discussing 9-11 today, also discussing some other things uh, in the mix. We were talking about football before the break, uh, Glenn, and out, uh, particularly how well CCU is doing and shaping up to do this season. Mm-hmm. But did you catch the NFL season opener? Uh, did you catch any of the Bucks <laughs> I Cowboys? Did. I did. You know, it was a really good game. I actually fell asleep watching the game, and I was so excited because it's just I love I love football. I love college football coming back online. I love this time of year when, mm-hmm. when the games uh, start showing up on TV again. I was watching the game. Great game. I don't know if you, you said you watched. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep. I missed the, the – I fell asleep in, like, the third quarter yeah. when I woke up. I woke up and caught the tail end of it. <laughs> well, I went right through. I, I, I felt like you. I fell asleep about halfway through the third quarter, and that was my last memory of it, so I had to read about it. But anyway, it was a good game, great mm-hmm. game. A lot of, you know, back and forth rallies and, and some just, uh, you know, uh, it was a great, great stuff. And then I found out later that the NFL opened the game with the Black National Anthem. And that I did not catch. I don't know that it was televised, to be honest I, with I know, That was my question, because I didn't uh-huh. watch the very beginning, and I, I didn't either. know if that was televised or not. And some of the reports say that it was played before the National Anthem, and then some of the reports indicate that it was just the Black National Anthem uh, that was played. Hmm. And it says, uh, Fox says, NBC broadcast played a video of Alicia Keys singing Lift Every Voice and Sing while the Florida A&M University Concert Choir joined in from Raymond James Stadium, players from both teams stood in their respective end zones and locked arms to show unity ahead of the game. Now, just a couple of things that really bug me about this, uh, just to, to, to start off. Just a couple? Just a couple. Just Let's just take a couple off the top of my head. First of all, it really bugs me that all players would stand and lock arms for the black national anthem. But yet we have NFL players who still apparently are taking knees. I haven't seen any lately. It's again, it's the season opener, and I didn't witness either anthem. I'm not even sure the national anthem was played. But we still have players taking knee apparently during the national anthem, and for the supposed black national anthem, uh, everybody's standing unified, locking arms in a display of unity. I don't get that. Okay, no. if there is anything that should crystallize in our minds the need for unity it is this day it is 9 11 and if they open the game this week on uh september the 9th i believe that was the thursday yeah Yeah. if they opened that game without playing the national anthem i can't believe they would do that i I can't believe they would do that either um they're already having a tough time with viewership i mean there are people that are calling for the you know boycotting of the nfl yeah um I kind of wanted to just tune in to the you know the first first game. Here, here's where I've been, and I'm with you. I've not I've been trying to avoid sending any money into the coffers of right. the NFL for a while now because right. of all this wokeness, which I have no tolerance for and no interest in participating in, and, and certainly no interest in subsidizing. Right. But <laughs> I love football, Glenn, and when football's on TV, I have a really hard time. So you know, if the Nielsen guy asked me if I'm watching football on television, I'm gonna say yeah. no. I was watching. I love Lucy reruns, right? Yeah. But I, if I can watch football in secret in the privacy of my own home, I'm gonna watch it. I'm not gonna buy a ticket. I'm not gonna buy any officially licensed merchandise. I may I may buy some black market stuff, but I'm not gonna I'm gonna not gonna do anything to put any money in the coffers of the NFL if I can help it. But I was trying to watch the game, kind of, kind right, of see if right. I could squeeze in a game every now and then because I just love the sport, love the game, love the contest. It was a great game. 
But if they played the black national anthem in lieu of the national anthem, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. But we need more details on that. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure that out. Tom Heron and I were talking about this week, and Tom actually may uh, chime in today. He may call in. He may know. I, I've not been able to figure out some of the coverage suggests that they played it before the national anthem. Other coverage suggests that they played it in lieu of the national anthem. Yeah. And that's a, that's a huge difference for me. Yeah. I mean, I can sort of tolerate it, you know, as a warm-up. But it's not. And let me just let me just go and get this out on the record. okay? (laughs) there is no such thing as the black national anthem. I'm sorry if you're black and you disagree with me. Feel free to call me. We can debate. I'm happy to debate it Mm -hmm. with you. But the reason we call a song a national anthem is because a nation designates a song as their anthem. That's why when we go to the Olympics and and the flag goes up, there's one song that we play. And that's right. That's true for France. That's That's true for Russia. That's true for Mozambique. That's even true for Monaco. So we have one national anthem. It's the, it's the Francis Scott Key song. Right. You may have heard it. Yeah. The Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. And so if you want to have a national anthem, form your own nation. That's right. what national anthems are for. They go with a nation. And so what are we going to do when, say, for instance, the Native Americans or some other tribe or, or Italian Americans or anybody says, right. well, we want to play our national anthem. The answer is no. You don't have a national anthem. We have one, we're one nation indivisible, under God, united. That's the pledge that we take. We have one national anthem. Um, One of the memories I have of 9-11, post-9-11, was the patriotic. uh, At that time, I was traveling the country with NASCAR. I was following NASCAR quite a bit. I spent a lot of money on NASCAR. I was in Dover, Delaware. I think it was two weeks after 9-11. We were all given a flag on a stick. Um, oh, yeah. When we went in. And these were pokey things. You could poke somebody's eye out with yep. one of these, right? So yep. everybody got one. Uh, the um, the Grand Marshal was Cal Ripken, the winner of the race, who was number eight. The winner of the race, Dale Earnhardt Jr., was number eight. But Lee Greenwood, uh, he sang God Bless the USA. Uh, yeah. I still get, I'm getting chills, I mean, goosebumps right now. That was the most patriotic yeah. event I've ever been to. And there was... What thirty five, forty thousand people that were unified that day? Yeah, um, it was so, unbelievable. Yeah, so I believe have we got time to get Don on online? Uh, it's up to you. You want to take the break first and come back to Don, or you want to get Don and then... let's, let's go and talk to Don because okay. Don's going to give us an update on Morning, Red, Don. Hats, Red Hats America and our fundraising effort for the Welcome Home Veterans Rescue Center. Don, good morning. Good morning, sir. So, first of all, I like Andy's idea. Never forget. Let's bomb a manual. <laughs> you like that. Yeah. I think we're on to something, Don. The, the young kids uh, won't forget. And so, the other thing is, quickly on uh, not for 9-11, Patty and I were on that flight, Flight 11, from Boston to LAX. 11 days earlier, we went out to her niece's wedding, and we were with the pilot, co-pilot, and the flight attendant in first class. Those are the three people that went into the World Trade Center. That was that crew, and we got to know them pretty well. And because I'm from the Hampton, they were just from middle of the line in, in, in wow. Boston. But, so anyway, and we sat in first class flight 11, uh, A and B, 11 A and B. Wow. But anyway, just one of the things, you know, we made a transition from Red Hat uh, for Trump to Red Hat to America. So we're trying to get some attention to our movement because we've got a lot of things we want to do. So I was thinking, what can we do to help a, an organization, help some people and help us get a little bit of attention? And so Liz told me about the about Scott and Dillabon and the uh, VH, uh, VWHRC. 
Veterans Welcome Home Resource Center. So we started doing that, and with the help of the 94.5 and the three groups, Horry County Republican Women's Club, Red Hats America, and American Conservative Voices, we got the Asher Theater to donate the whole theater, mm-hmm. and we raised between $15,000 that night, and then the radio station raised another $15,000 the next day. Yeah. So we had $30,000, plus we were given a tiny home. So we had, at the end of our, what we thought was the end of our thing, $45,000, which was three homes. Last night, at we went down to uh, Burgify, and, and, and as I sat down, I've been talking to a lady here in town that I think she wants to stay anonymous at this point. I was talking to a lady, texting, and she won how much a house was, and I said it was 15000 and her and I have been friends on Facebook for about six years. I sat down at BurgerFi at probably quarter past five, and my phone, I got a text. Don, you can go to our office on Monday and pick up a check for $15,000. Oh, wow. We want to buy a house. Wow. That, well, yeah, but hold it. You know, we're not done. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm just getting warmed up. That, <laughs> that, that took us to $60,000. One event. Myrtle Beach has got the biggest heart in the whole damn country. And I tell you, I, I don't know what we need to do to get that recognized, but there, I don't think another city state could do that in one event. Now, this is 60000 At the event, a lady comes up to me and says, are you Don Bound? I said, yes. She said, we, she was listening, I think, to Liz and I on Friday. And she was coming to the t- uh, Tunnels to Towers event to donate something there. And when she heard about us being on the air and what we were doing, she came up and asked me, and, and I was talking to her. And just before she talked to me, she wrote out a check for $20,000 that tunnels the tower right wow. in front of me, right wow. in front of me. Wow. And I said, wow. She said, now, what does the house cost? Now, I'm, I'm just <laughs> beaming because I mean, maybe I'll get 500 or whatever. I said, well, it's 15000 for a house. She sat down. And wrote out a check that I have in my pocket for fifteen thousand dollars. Another house. That's seventy. I mean, there is 75. no way. The love in my heart, and, yeah. and I can't even tell you, seventy-five grand. We have for 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 the veterans. Uh, it's just. Uh, I mean. I don't know what to say anymore. Yeah, it's it's amazing, Don. And I know when we started this discussion, it was about raising fifteen thousand for a house. And then it seemed as though we had this source for another, uh, an actual house that was going to be donated. So then it was, let's raise 15 for a house. And we've got the, the other house. So there'll be two houses. And then Liz came online the next day and suddenly we were, we were gunning for three houses. Now it's four houses, five houses. It's going to be, it's going to be a whole neighborhood. This is amazing. He, but he went on the line uh, that morning needing nice $970. Yeah. That's all she asked for. Yeah. And the whole show, all four hours, was 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 on that. And and they kept calling in, and and, and poor Nick, he was trying to count. And, yeah. and Liz kept saying, what's he counting up to? And he said, I can't keep anymore. I yeah. can't count. And, of course, Scott was there picking on him because he's an Army boy that can't count. And I can't imagine, Glenn, I don't know how you would do it. I don't know how Nick did But to keep track of it and trying to keep... And we needed $970. And when we first started, we got a $100 check, a $50 check. And, and Nick said, 
you know, I think, Liz, we're going to get that $970. Wow. Yeah, it's but unbelievable. It's, I wish they had called me. You know, I used to count money for a living. Um, <laughs> other, other people's money, yeah, of course. We're, we're, we're all about counting. You know, it's like it's like the parable of the talents, Don. The, the blessings just keep pouring in. So, listen, thanks for the update, Don. Thanks for all you do. It's what a, yeah, what a, what a miraculous week. And I just can't I can't wait to tour this new uh, tiny house neighborhood. We're going to have a lot of fun. Now, one thing we need to make sure is we're going to donate that check on September 21st at the Astor Theater. And we want everybody to come. We want to make sure that everybody in the, anywhere in the world comes to watch this happen. Because Myrtle Beach has to be thanked for being so, so great. Amen to that. Yeah. It's going to be a big night. We need Thanks. to have a block party in front yeah. of their houses. Thanks, Don. <laughs> keep, up okay. the great, keep up the great work, folks. It's Thanks, uh, Don Bound, Red Hats America. And we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. This is a special 9-11 edition. Don't leave town. Saturday morning coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. Here's Tony Zach from Mr. Sparky. We've installed thousands throughout Horry County, all the way up into lower North Carolina, Georgetown, and to the Florence area. The reliability of the Briggs and Stratton with a 10-year warranty is just second to none. If you've got an issue, you're going to be dealing with us for the next 10 years and you're not going to have any issues with us we're going to stand behind the briggs and stratton name and fortunately their 10-year warranty says it all they're very happy to offer that and no one else does we always try to make sure that our customer experience is the best we've got tons of happy customers great reviews we handle everything from front to the end servicing your unit just making sure that you're happy with your investment so you can find us online at mr sparkygs.com You don't have to put up with any malarkey call 888-8-SPARKY Saturday morning coffee The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours full hours on Talk 94.5 
but she's on her phone. Grandma's raising the kids, and the devil is too. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour special memorial 20th anniversary remembrance edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, Remember remembering the events of 9-11 20 years later. I want to remind you guys, it has been unbelievably 20 years. You know, it's always a bit of a melancholy time for me on September 11. I've heard many people say that. And this year it seems uh, just doubly melancholy because uh, it is 20 years, and it's hard to imagine that it has been 20 years. Um, and it's also doubly hard because of recent events in Afghanistan. Well, and just the state of the country. Yeah, the general yeah. state of the country, and in particular, the very recent events of Afghanistan. And, folks, it just keeps getting bad, it going, going from bad to worse. Uh, we've moved from a story that was utter incompetence, a, but, a botched retreat uh, from a country that we've been fighting for for 20 years to a situation where the U.S. government, the State Department, is actually working against the efforts of private companies mm-hmm. to get Americans and American friendlies out of Afghanistan. It's unbelievable. You know, there was an interview with, uh, well, we'll play the audio, but there was a great interview uh, that uh, Glenn Beck had this week where he was talking to representatives of the State Department and they're directing him to get documentation from the Afghanistan embassy, from the American embassy in Afghanistan. There's a problem, Glenn. The embassy doesn't exist anymore. And so it's really unbelievable. It is, it is, a, it is an incredible, uh, it's just an incredible travesty that we're witnessing. Uh, but do want to remind you guys that on this day 20 years ago, 246 people went to sleep in preparation for morning flights. 2,606 people went to sleep in preparation for their work in the morning. 343 firefighters went to sleep in preparation for their morning shift. 60 police officers went to sleep in preparation for morning patrol. Eight paramedics went to sleep in preparation for their morning shift. None of them saw past 10 a.m. on September 11, 2001. And we remember the fallen this morning on Saturday Morning Coffee. Stick with us. We'll be right back. We're going to be talking to Jared Dillon, sharing more 9-11 memories after these words from our sponsors and a news break. So stick with us. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. The truth these days, the truth won't Hear that? That's the sound of all-natural hormone-free Angus beef being transformed into the best burger in Myrtle Beach at Burger Fi. BurgerFi uses the top 1% of beef in the United States that is never, ever frozen, exposed to steroids, antibiotics, growth hormones, or additives ever. That's why only 1% of U.S. beef meets this standard. Download our app at BurgerFi.com for special deals on Saybrook Parkway in the Target Shopping Center. BurgerFi, the best burger in Myrtle Beach. Hey, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Greg Sisson at the Greg Sisson Team Remax First Choice Real Estate. Thank you, Reese. Super excited to be on board. Uh, I do believe uh, we can bring some information that will serve your audience here, so I'm excited about that. Greg, if folks want to get in touch with you at your office, how can they do that? Really, my cell phone is the best way. It's 843-251-2693. My email is greg at gregsisson.com. That's the website, gregsisson.com. 
Never forget all of those whose lives changed on September 11th, 2001. This is WTKN. Merle's Inlet, Myrtle Beach. Talk 94.5. Broadcasting from the Tide Law Studios. This is Talk 94.5. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. People say we don't need this war, but I say there's some things worth fighting for. What about our freedom and this piece of ground? We didn't get to keep them by backing down. They say we don't realize the mess we're getting in. Before you start your preaching, let me ask you this, my friend. Have you forgotten how it felt that day to see your homeland under fire and her people blown away? Have you forgotten? Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour 807 on your Saturday morning. Have you forgotten? We have not. We will not. That is why we are doing a special 9-11 memorial edition of Saturday Morning Coffee on this, the 20th anniversary of the September 11 attacks. A few more statistics for you by the numbers. Uh, That fateful day in September 2001, more than 2,977 people died and more than 6,000 others were injured. Immediate deaths included 265 on four airplanes. Yeah. 2,606 at the World Trade Center and in the surrounding areas. 125 immediate uh, or deaths at the Pentagon. Among the dead, 344 firefighters and 71 law enforcement officers. Citizens from more than 90 countries lost their lives on that day. Since uh, September 11, 2001, 2,461 American service members have been killed in Afghanistan, including... The, I believe now, 14 that we lost last month. I think the official count has been upgraded from 13 to 14. uh, 3,846 U.S. contractors also perished. Well over 100,000 Afghan military, police, aid workers, journalists, and civilians have also died. 4,431 more Americans were killed in the war in Iraq. 3,496 deaths have been directly attributed to illnesses related to the attacks aftermath. In addition to all that, the World Trade Center Health Program reports that more than 400,000 people were exposed to toxic dust and other debris when the towers collapsed. And we've had, of course, lots of secondary uh, fatalities as a result of all that. And some of those um, people still have not been identified 20 years later. I think it's close to 40%. Yeah. The people that died in the towers still have not been identified. Just this week, we had two that two were identified yeah. uh, because of new technology, and hopefully that will get some of these families some closure. Um, but it, the, yeah. the, it was horrific. I, I was I was watching uh, the interview, I think it was on ABC the other night, the women of 9-11, mm-hmm. and they were talking to a, uh, a pathologist, I believe, that was telling talking about how many parts one person could have been 
put in, you know, bought into. Yeah, a hundred. Yeah, a hundred parts yeah. for one person, and it's, it's just unbelievable what happened that day. Unbelievable. Bottom line, folks, well over one hundred and twenty-five thousand lives have been yeah. lost. Uh, since that day, including more than 10,000 American citizens. And I think we all remember exactly what we were doing uh, that moment, as you and I were discussing earlier. Glenn will always remember uh, where we were on that day, if you're old enough to remember. Um, one of the reasons we're doing the show is there are plenty of people now who weren't old enough uh, to aren't uh, remembering because they weren't old enough to remember. Uh, we do invite you guys to join us and, and share your comments, 843-903-2945 on the call-in line. And the text rem- not line, just to remind you, is 843-798-TALK. That's 798-8255. Quite a few more of you checking in. Tim, the car detail guy, checking in this morning. Bob Keller checking in with a few comments. Glad you're listening, Bob. Uh, Art Ruffalicious checking in. And uh, still, the uh, text of the morning still goes to uh, Andy Thompson with uh, the need for annual bombing of the Taliban. I think that's great, Andy. We'll, uh, we're going to forward that on to the uh, Secretary of Defense. Not that he's going to do anything with it, but we'll forward it on. Um, but I remember specifically where I was, and I'm joined here in the studio uh, by our own Jared Dillian. Uh, Jared, good morning. Welcome to the program. Hey, Reese. How you doing? I was uh, listening to you this week on Liz's show. I'm doing pretty well for 9-11. And I think you, I've heard you share this story. You and I have talked many times about 9-11, but I was listening to Liz's show this week, and I, was, I learned more. I knew you were in New York. I think I knew that already, but I did not know you were actually practically at Ground Zero when the attack happened. Yeah, I was at Ground Zero. And, yeah. um, and so you had a fascinating story, so I wanted uh, to share that with you. I think you know, it's one of those moments um, that— you know, will be forever seared in your mind. I know 9-11 will be forever seared in my mind. Tell us where you were, what you were up to that morning. Well, I'd been hired by Lehman Brothers in July. I had moved out from the West Coast, and uh, I was going to work in trading at Lehman Brothers. And I was uh, just finishing up a training program. And the morning of 9-11, I was outside the World Financial Center, which is right across the street, and I was getting a coffee because I had an interview later that morning. And I was drinking my coffee, and I was reading the newspaper, and you heard this huge explosion, and somebody said, bomb. So everybody gets up, and they start running around in circles, and I didn't see a bomb anywhere, and then I look up, and the World Trade Center is on fire. Um, so, you know, if initially I thought it was a bomb, and then there was, you know, it was kind of trickling through the crowd. Somebody said that a plane flew into the World Trade Center. And, I, and my my first thought was, you know, it was just a small single-engine plane, mm-hmm. um, you know, just kind of like what happened to the Empire State Building, you know, decades ago. Yeah. So I wasn't too worried about it, but I'm standing there watching it, and it's, you know, the fire is getting worse, and smoke is pouring out of it, and I'm like, this is, this is pretty bad. So I had just gotten out of the military. I had just gotten out of the Coast Guard. I was 27 years old. I was in the best physical shape of my life, and I said, you know, I have a duty to help out here. So um, I ran over closer to the building. Uh, I was actually across the street from the second World Trade Center, and that's when I saw the bodies, people jumping Mm. off the first World Trade Center. Um, So I'm standing there, and I'm... You know, you don't really realize you're in a crisis when you're in a crisis. Yeah. You know, at the time, I'm like, all right, let's work the problem. Like, you know, there was a guy next to me that had a phone. Everybody was, I didn't have a cell phone at the time. People were trying to use their cell phones, but 
the cell phones weren't working because the cell tower was the the big antenna on the top of the yeah. World Trade Center. But the one guy had a phone that was working. So I borrowed his phone, and I was in the middle of calling my wife, and I heard a jet, and it flew right over my head into the second World Trade Center, and this big fireball comes out, yeah. and I could feel the heat. And I, mm. you know, that's when I ran as fast as I could uh, over to the river, over to the Hudson River. So at that point, I knew it was an attack. I knew we were being attacked, and I said, okay, what building is next? So I'm trying to stay away from the buildings. Um, and gosh, you know, I said, I got to get out of here. So there was, uh, you know, I said, well, I was living in Hoboken. So I said, I'm going to go back to Hoboken and I get on a ferry and I sit down next to this guy that I worked with at Lehman and he was, uh, he traded convertible bonds and he said that they had the phone lines open to the guys at Cantor Fitzgerald. And he said, they just heard them screaming, mm. you know, yeah. um, while all this is happening, uh, it, my wife is back at the apartment, and um, she gets a call from my mom and who tells her about the World Trade Center. So she goes down to the water. So she's in New Jersey. She goes down to the water, and she sees what's happening. She sees the World Trade Center on fire, and there's women who are down by the water screaming and tearing at their clothes and, you know, carrying on. Mm-hmm. So she panics and she runs back to the the apartment and there's the light is flashing on the answering machine and she pushes the button on the answering machine and it, it's a guy who she doesn't recognize but she hears sirens in the background all kinds of noise and he says I just want to tell you that he's gone and it was a wrong number mm. it was a not wrong a good, number not a good thing no so I got home about an hour later, um, you know, fighter jets were flying over my house. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I saw the worst of it for sure. I saw the worst of it. It's, it's amazing how those moments are just seared and you, and you talk about it. And I know for you, for me, it, it's, it's almost like it happened yesterday. It's so fresh. Oh yeah. I, I remember the building that we were working in. It was, it was really, it, it's amazing because you just never know. You never know what is going to happen. Each day is a gift you can't ever take it for granted because you just don't know when things are going to go sideways you just don't know what tomorrow holds but i remember the company that i had been working for um bef- uh, just a few months earlier before 9 11 had a, had a had an apartment in new york and we had been down to manhattan we were um where it was actually on wall street we were at a meeting and i remember we were at the base of the world trade center and somebody suggested that uh, uh we go up to actually we're going to go to windows on the world yeah and and we said no we'll catch it you know we'll catch it next visit let's get we got to get back to boston and the next thing you know 9-11 happens then the next time i was in new york the world trade center was gone you know and it's just it, it just goes to it's how quickly the world can change how do, when you reflect on 9-11 this time of year what happens what what runs through your mind uh, it's, it's just very painful. You know, um, I don't watch TV. I stay off of social media. Yeah. Um, you know, the nine 11 is one of these things where you have a bunch of people who have opinions, uh, that are very uninformed because they weren't there. Um, so I just, I, I just, I just stay off of social media yeah. and stuff like that. Like it's, 
You know, I mean, 20 years later, like it, the memory hasn't gone away at all. Yeah. No, it's it's like it happened yesterday. I mean, it, to it you, really I can imagine. Yeah. But to us who just saw it on TV and, 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 you know, watched over the years everything that happened, but to see it in person and to feel it, to feel the heat. I mean, you're lucky to be alive. Yeah. Unbelievable. It really is. It's unbelievable. And I remember, Glenn and, and, and Jared, the. The initial attack, again, like you said, we'd had incidents where single-engine planes and small aircraft right. had, had collided with buildings. And I think everybody was sort of like, okay, it's a bad thing, but it's not necessarily that big a deal. And it was, I think when it first happened, I thought, well, they'll, they'll, fix, the, they'll fix the towers. They'll get everything kind of back to, you know, normal. This is not the end of the world. And right. then they had in the building that i was working they had put the uh, news feed one of the news feeds on the big screen tv in the conference room and so we were all lined up around the conference room table and we were all watching and off from the right hand side you saw this aircraft approaching the building and it's you know very intentional obviously he's lining up with the building and flies right into the building and there's this huge fireball and all of a sudden it's this silence and nobody knew what to say no and then there's like this gasp, this like it sucked all the oxygen out of the room, and some people literally collapsed, like like got down on their knees and started crying, and mm. and and but suddenly you knew we were at war. Yeah, you didn't know with who, but you knew we were at war. Yeah, yeah. and you know we've got another guy on the phone, Paul, who was uh, there at the time as well. Yeah, well, um, let's, let's live, let, morning, Paul. Morning, Paul. Good morning, Reese and and Glenn. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, what's your uh, what's your memory this morning, Paul? Well, I was uh, I was a first responder with the New York City Police Department, and I got to tell you, even though the years have passed, it doesn't get easy uh, to mm-hmm. share my story. And I just want to thank you for allowing me this opportunity. Oh, and, sure. And remembering nine eleven, because I want to share a story with you. I was um, visiting family in Bangor, Maine, and I would see a, a veteran wearing a, uh, a Vietnam veteran hat. And uh, he's buying his lunch. He's about 75 years old, looked every bit of it. And uh, when he went to buy his lunch, I grabbed his, uh, his receipt. I said, I'm going to pay for it. And he had tears in his eyes. He said, you know, no one has ever done that for me. I said, that's the least we can do for what you did for our country. So when you do something like this today, that's the way I feel. I feel so happy that you're not forgotten for what our service. Because on that day... And the days, the many days that, that followed, there's so many dark days. And um, I can tell you, I, I struggle with uh, physical and mental illness because of it. Okay, I would, I would respond within an hour of the collapse, and I would, uh, I would spend over six months there. Mm. Okay, and really too much time, and I saw too much. Anybody that spent any, any time at 9-11, it affects you either physically or mentally. Yeah. Um, if you permit me, I'll, I'll, I'll share. I want to paint a picture. I volunteer, myself and my wife volunteer at the 9-11 Tribute Museum. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I try to paint a picture of what I saw that day. And if you permit me, I'll do that. Um, yeah. It was a beautiful day, 9-11. Uh, sun, pilots call it severe clear because there wasn't a cloud in the sky. And uh, we would hear a plane at the World Trade Center. At first, everybody thought it was a, an accident. Because many years ago, a military pilot flew into the uh, Empire State Building. 
So everybody thought it was an accident. And then you would hear a second plane hit. And on the radio, the radio announcer which would scream, you know, about two planes hit the towers. They're all upset. But they said, uh, all police, fire, emergency personnel, you recalled. So uh, total recall of any city agency that was available. So as I go into work, the captain tells us, uh, you know, suit up, gear up, make your way over to World Trade Center. In the meantime, a couple of guys try to get to the city, and the city is locked down. No way to get to the city. The bridge is closed. The tunnel closed. So being resourceful, we uh, commandeered some fishing boats, okay, and they ferry us over. Like I said, it was a beautiful, bright day. Yeah. As we go into the city, it's the, the day night when it's the darkest. It was unbelievable. In the middle of the day, and and you, as you get off the boat, you couldn't breathe. Your eyes burnt. You know, I was scared to death. We didn't know what we were walking into. But what I did notice was women ran out of their shoes. People dropped their pocketbooks. They ran to their lives. So me and my, my colleagues, probably about 50 cops, we go into this darkness, and um, as the closer you got into closer to the World Trade Center, you felt the heat. You couldn't breathe. And my first selfish thought was that I'm going to die today. Uh, mm. I'm not. I'm not going to make get home to my children. Yeah. So one of the officers had a sense to run into a pharmacy and get those masks with the with the rubber band. Oh yeah. But you know what? They didn't give us the proper equipment for four days. So for four days. I breathe in poison, and um, and I have to tell you, it was you, you smelled the fuel, the fuel from the flame, uh, you felt the fire, you know it was actually snow and dust, yeah. and um, and the per- you know in the police department you're trained to do just about anything, but you're not trained to do these two giant 110 story buildings knocked down. I don't I don't think anybody ever imagined. Paul, well, Paul, listen, we, we're running out of time, but listen, I want to thank you for your service, and I want to thank you for sharing your story with us, and uh, we honor we honor you and, and every other first responder that was there that day, today, and everybody else uh, that has helped folks get through this, and uh, if there's anything we can do to help you, let us know, but thank you very much for calling and sharing your story with us, and uh, hang in there and have a great day, brother. Well, I thank you for this uh, opportunity, and uh, God bless America. God bless America. Thank you, Paul. Folks, it's uh, Saturday Morning Coffee for September 11th, 2021. And after these words from our sponsors, we'll be right back with more Saturday Morning Coffee. Stick with us. Local news and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services about how sound financial planning can help your family. Scott? There's so much unknown about where things are going politically, socially, and culturally. And certainly there's a huge concern many families have about where things are going financially. One of the best things you can do is learn how to keep more. We are helping families across the country keep more every day. Keep more wealth and keep more income now and in the future. If you want to learn how to keep more of your wealth and more of your income, schedule a time, talk to us today, and we'll lay out the roadmap for you and your family. 
Pile Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose. Find them online at pilefinancialservices.com or call 843-945-4480. Securities and advisory services offered through Prospera Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we're here today talking with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson team. Greg, if you represent a seller in this market, how do you help them determine what the right listing price is in a market such as this? To determine the right listing price today, you have to look at the current pendings that are comparable. We don't even need to look at the closed sales because that's in the past. In an upward trending market that's going up this quickly, we look at homes that are on the market that are for sale or have just gone pending, and that's what we're basing our pricing on, but you have to be careful not to overprice. When the home is on the market for more than 25 to 30 days, people start wondering what's wrong. So you got to be careful not to overprice it. Great real estate advice from Greg Sisson. Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team at 843-251-2693, or you can schedule your appointment online at gregsisson.com. The Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. Give them a call today. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5. 2021 marks the 20th anniversary of a day that changed the world. The terrorist attacks of September 11th. It's about 9.30 a.m. when he called. I woke up to my telephone rang. I found my angle. And it was Jeff. The phone rang and it was Jimmy. They told me he was on the 105th floor and he'd been trying to find a way out. He was trying to reassure us that he was okay, but you could tell that there was a lot of fear in his voice. And Jeff told me that the room is filling up with smoke. Because the smoke got thicker, he just kept whispering, I love you, over and over. He knew this was something he might not get out of. I just kept saying, you're coming home tonight, you're coming home tonight. And he said, I love you, and he said, take care of Caitlin. We exchanged I love yous. And I heard the sound of an avalanche. It was the building beginning to collapse. And I was the last person from the outside world that she spoke with. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, special 9-11 commemorative edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, remembering those who fought, served, have shared their lives with us, have paid the ultimate sacrifice in many cases for our freedom. I want to thank Paul for his phone call. I want to thank Jared Dillon for joining us here on the show. I, you know, I've known Jared for quite a few years, many years, and I knew he was in New York mm-hmm. um, at the time of the September 11 attacks, but I didn't know until this week. Right. I, I didn't hear the story until just now. I mean, and, and that he was actually at Ground Zero. Yeah. So 
amazing stuff. And, you know, we always, I think, will forever remember. But many of us, and Jared, we, we mentioned this with Jared, many of us are a little bit hesitant to talk about 9-11. It's a little bit of a hard day. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a tough day. It's a somber day. And, and particularly this year, for me, it seemed, it seemed more somber because of just knowing that it's been 20 years since this happened. And as Liz made an excellent point on her show, it's not like 9-11 happened and then it was over. It's, it's a continuum. It seems to still work its way into our lives. It affects the way we fly. It affects the way we use the technology around us. It affects the level of privacy that we have. So it's still impacting our lives 20 years later, having a, a large impact on our lives. And then on top of that, we have the events of Afghanistan uh, this week, which have just been mind-numbingly frustrating and, and bewildering and unbelievably uh, incompetent, if not intentionally uh, destructive to this country. It's really hard to figure all that out. And we're uh, joined here on the program by another uh, friend of mine. Mike Frederick is um, a local uh, law enforcement in, uh, background individual. He's been involved in the police force in uh, You've got a lot of stories to tell, Mike, but we're, we were going to talk a little bit today about Afghanistan. I know a few months after 9-11, you found yourself in Afghanistan, and you've got some great uh, insights into what's going on there and what we've experienced there over the last 20 years. So thanks for joining us. Welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Glad to do it. Um, so you had some spirit. You, you work for some of the, uh, we'll call them the, uh, the alphabet agencies, and then you've worked in local law enforcement. And you, uh, But what, what's your... Obviously, the the situation in Afghanistan has not been uh, upbeat uh, in recent days, to put it mildly. Yeah, that's an interesting way to put it. Yeah, uh, I, would, I would not call uh, anything about Afghanistan this year upbeat. Yeah, so what, what's, your, what's your take on where we are in Afghanistan and the, this disastrous – you know, the president is telling us it's a success, that it was a successful – one of the most successful airlifts in, in military history. Hmm. Well, you know, you can uh, – Obviously, it wasn't. I don't need to belabor that point. But uh, it was you have to separate out the policy level nonsense coming out of Washington, D.C. and the work that the folks are doing on the ground there. You know, I've been kind of a high ranking official. I've been a low ranking official. And there's a different world. Uh, you know, the low ranking guys are there. And when I say low ranking, I mean, the non policy level folks, they're there doing God's work. Yeah. And, and, they were, and they were getting people out just as fast and quickly as they could. And they were doing courageous stuff, uh, you know, and they were. They, they were hamstrung, which is not uh, a unique theme in American politics. They were hamstrung by Washington D.C. You know, we have a we have a pretty good habit of uh, of of winning wars through our superlative military and then losing the peace or just taking our pieces and going home at an inopportune time and stranding folks. And it's just uh, it was it was frustrating. I mean, I like a lot of folks. I'm not special. I mean, a lot of uh, folks died there. You know, I left yeah. uh, I left buddies there who will never never get to come home. And it's just it's frustrating to watch us squander and in no way does that make their sacrifice meaningless uh, I, I, I do get tired of the folks on the left saying that but uh, yeah. uh because they weren't there for any particular uh, political gain they were there because they were what they they thought they were defending america and they were but uh you know but it is frustrating to watch uh, you know to, to watch it just get squandered away through ineptitude and, and gross incompetence and political motivation versus uh, whatever misguided nation building motivation there may have been at one point yeah uh, what know, what years what years were you in afghanistan uh, off and on from uh, 02 to about 05 wow 
did eight tours, uh, eight tours in Iraq and about uh, six in Afghanistan. Um, well, thank you for your service. And, you know, you mentioned taking your pieces and going home. I wish <clears throat> I wish we had been able or had thought through the process enough to take our pieces home. I read a, uh, I saw an interesting interview with Victor Davis Hanson this week. I believe it was on Fox News. And he said, you know, people, uh, there was controversy when they built the aircraft carrier USS Gerald R. Ford because they spent so much money on it. It's a, it's a $12 billion asset. But he said, you know, the value for the value of all the military hardware that we have abandoned and left to the Taliban in Afghanistan, uh, we could build seven Gerald R. Ford aircraft carriers. And it's just mind boggling how you can mess things. I mean, it's the greatest transfer of military hardware to an opponent in the history of warfare. Well, and, and that's actually even misleading, and I don't want to get into a long yeah. uh, government bashing session here, although yeah. I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, a, it's a natural uh, talent we have here. Uh, well, but uh, we've been practicing. <laughs> I was there for years off and on in the waste. The, the war on terror was obviously necessary. We had to, there was a, uh, not to get all uh, buzz speak, but there was a paradigm shift, like you say. We, we have to fly differently now. We were, we were kind of spoiled in the West. You know, you do have to defend against fat tail events, as we say in statistics, like these super rare but super critical super, incidents. Super bad stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if there's a high consequence, even if it's a super low frequency, you still have to defend it just like you do high frequency events. But anyway, mm. I sound like a coastal guy now. But, uh, but anyway, but the waste over there was just phenomenal. The military waste, the civilian contractor waste, and a good buddy of mine who was actually one of my partners over there when we were with the feds, said the other day, he, he put it pretty well. He said, you know, if we had just, when we finished the first job, we, we got there about within 18 months, 12 to 18 months in the spec ops world, we had essentially rendered the tallies combat ineffective. We had not obviously killed every one of them, but we had, mm-hmm. we had either killed them or convinced the rest of them to go on back to the house and go back to sheep herding and goat herding. You know? yeah. And uh, at that point, that was the win. We should have packed our stuff up, left the air cover there, left a, a token force, response-type force, but then we shifted into, when we figured out we had won the war, so to speak, instead of shifting into a, a nice, tactical, orderly uh, departure, mm-hmm. we shifted into nation building. Yep. And you, I've done this a bunch of times between the military and the feds, and you can't nation build if the folks who you're trying to build around don't want it. They have they, to want it. And they don't want it there. I mean, I've talked to, I, I teach part-time at Coastal, I teach terrorism and intel out there, and I tell these kids that, uh, you know, it's interesting when I go to these panels and I hear folks talk about like, how, how desperately they want Western ideals and Western democracy there. And I, I tell them, I said, that's funny. I've had dinner with terrorists, uh, regular day-to-day folks there, workers, and very few of them have said anything remotely resembling that they want our ideals and our democracy. They just want us out of their hair. Yeah. You and I were talking about it earlier. And the interesting thing is in this. And I think there is a case to be made. Certainly we need forward bases, Mike. We need a place like Bagram in that region. Why not pull back to a a minimal force? I don't think the Afghans are going to begrudge us. They might not like it, but we could we could maintain a strategic base there. But we don't need, as you said, to to build a nation. When the people of Afghanistan are more organized around tribes or however they want it, they have to want that nation. We can't we can't build it for them. Well, it was funny too watching uh, like watching young case officers interview folks there, and they would 
talk about the situation in Afghanistan, and we understand that you as an Afghani, and about half of the time the folks would, especially the senior folks like warlords, they would uh, they would hold their hand up and say, uh, you know, quit, uh, quit referring to me as an Afghani. I'm not an Afghani. I'm a whatever, insert tribal name here. Yeah. Uh, you know, they don't think, we think of them as a nation, the nation of Afghanistan. That's not how they think of themselves for the most part. Now, in the, uh, the urban areas, it's a little different, but not, not so much out in the countryside. Yeah. Well, Mike, thanks for sharing your uh, experiences with us and your observations, and thanks for your service. Oh, I appreciate it. And, Thank uh, you, Mike, for come your back, service. Come back on the show anytime. Always good to, uh, to hear from our friends and, uh, and, and folks that have carried the flag. Uh, and, folks, it's uh, Mike Frederick, and we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more 9-11 uh, Remembrance and more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5. Thailand's Dental is just a name. It's really Dr. Ray Cleary and Dr. Russell Boatwright. We are Thailand's Dental. You know, at the end of the day, people are concerned that their dental health can contribute to other things, and it can. But I think the real key to, to keeping your smile, your teeth healthy, is it contributes to a better way of life, and that will keep you healthier. What's interesting is, in dentistry, there's really no reason to have dental problems. To be honest, dentistry is fairly cut and dry. Typically, what we tell people is get them cleaned every six months and have x-rays done once a year. Now, I saw somebody that was a builder, and he hadn't been in in five years, and I told him, look, you could probably come in another five years, and you'd be fine. But just for my sake, come in once a year. Tideland's Dentistry is located at 1625 Glens Bay Road, which is between Surfside Drive and Homestown Road. Our website is tidelandsdental.com. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life, there's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, save it, he's a prison shaker. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 8.43 on your Saturday morning, this Saturday morning, September 11th, 2021, special 20th anniversary memorial edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, remembering the heroes and the fallen of 9-11 and their sacrifice. And uh, we've been sharing 9-11 memories this morning. I want to thank... um, Mike Frederick for joining us. I want to thank uh, Jared Dillon again for uh, joining us here on the show. I want to thank Paul for his call. Lots of uh, lots of uh, good uh, information that we've uh, discussed this morning. Lots of stories and perspectives that we've shared, and I think that is so helpful, and it helps us to uh, not forget 
And as we have uh, said many times, we can't forget, we will not forget. But uh, right now I want to talk about a book that is forthcoming. We had booked Mike Gonzalez with the Heritage Foundation to join us here on the program to talk about a book that he has written that was that is just now out uh, for the first time. It is a book uh, that exposes BLM leaders and the agenda of the BLM movement. Uh, he is Mike Gonzalez with the Heritage Foundation. Mike is the Douglas and Sarah Allison Center for Foreign Policy and Angeles T. Arredondo e Pluribus Unum Fellow. Uh, with the uh, that heritage, was a mouthful. that was a mouthful. He, his areas of expertise uh, include uh, conservatism, Europe, global politics. He is, as I said, a senior fellow with the Heritage Foundation, and he joins us here on Saturday Morning Coffee to talk about his new book. Mike, welcome to the program. Thanks, uh, Reese. Yeah, just call me Mike uh, for the rest of the interview. Otherwise, uh, we'll never fit, we'll never be able to uh, finish up. We'll never we'll never squeeze it in. Well, you've written a book, uh, Mike, about the BLM movement and I think the Marxist ties. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I did read a couple of summaries online. Tell us a little bit about what uh, what you found, uh, what drew you to the topic, what what your uh, what what the book what the book is uh, it was most revealing to you in, in writing the book. Yeah, you know, uh, we we have to, we, in, in, with your last uh, interview, we we were marking a, quite an anniversary today. Uh, you know, I myself have been to Afghanistan several times as a journalist, but we're also marking this year the uh, the 30th anniversary of the end of the Cold War. You know, we defeated communism because communism wanted to enslave America. So it is a side irony that uh, we're now. Uh, uh, confronting Marxists inside the gate, you know the uh, the Black Lives Matter organization, and I mean the organizations, not the concept of the movement, but the organizations and their founders have been quite successful at at upending American life. We're living in a Black Lives Matter uh, America now in many ways, and I can explain how. Mm-hmm. And as to uh, and what they want to do because they're Marxists, i.e., communists, they want to. And they say this, I can quote them, uh, they want to smash the system, uh, you know, uh, dismantle the organizing principle of American society. And, and they, 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 what they like is Marxism, Marxist-Leninism, and they, they really hate capitalism, a free market system, which our foes always want to destroy. And lastly, you asked me what prompted me to write this book. Yeah, it's very simple. Uh, the media never tells the story. They, they really just tell, uh, they, they embrace the social justice aspect of it they ignore the fact that maybe maybe uh, marxists who say they want to dismantle american society and smash everything and they like they say they like marxism and leninism and they hate capitalism just maybe they want to use uh, a moment uh, to do exactly that and this this is their goal so that's what prompted me to write uh, BLM, the making of a new Marxist revolution yeah, in the in the summaries uh, and the information that i found online a few of the reviews uh, Mike, I, you mentioned that there were about 12,000 or so demonstrations that followed uh, the death of George Floyd and about 630-something riots related uh, to Floyd's death. But your your contention uh, apparently is that, that this was not a spontaneous thing, that Americans didn't suddenly rise up uh, in righteous anger and take to the streets, but that there was a, an organizational effort uh, behind all these riots, that they weren't organic, that they were organized and, and sort of propagated? Well, I mean, I'm just quoting BLM, by Black Lives Matter. And by the way, by, let me just make it very clear for your listeners. Yeah. Uh, the, the concept of Black Lives Matter, I embrace. 
Mm-hmm. I don't even have to say all lives matter, although, of course, all lives matter. Sure. I, I very gladly say black lives matter. You know, it just it's a matter of historical fact that black Americans have suffered to a degree that no American has suffered and has gone through periods, decades and centuries of misery that none of us have. Mm-hmm. So I, I very gladly say black lives matter. I'm talking about the organizations. Yeah and the founders of the organizations, and, and the main one, the flagship one, is Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, BLM, GNF, and, and, and it said in its 2020 impact report, which is just uh, published uh, this year, that, uh, that it sent out in 2020, it sent out an astonishing 127 million, more than 127 million emails, and out of these emails, it, 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 1.2 million actions were taken, uh, it, 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 it had a, 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 people just flooded to the website seven days after the, uh, the death, the harrowing death of George Floyd. They had in one single day, two million people uh, uh, flooded to their website to take, uh, to take uh, the lead from what Black Lives Matter said. And this translates as it should not be shocking or surprising then that as you put it, the U.S. Crisis Monitor, which is based in Princeton, and is quite sympathetic, quite sympathetic to Black Lives Matter. It says that uh, that the, the out of the uh, uh, that the BLM activists were involved in 95 percent of the some 633 incidents that the Crisis Monitor codes as riots, for which we know the identity of the participant. So, for all those riots for which we know the identity of the participant, 95 percent of them. Uh, BLM activists participated in, in, in 95% of them. That, to me, uh, points to quite an involvement by Black Lives Matter in the organization. And these are just raw numbers that I'm throwing at you. I understand that. But it, I think they demonstrate how much BLM sat at the center of the mayhem. Well, Mike, it's a, a fascinating topic. And the book is out. If folks want to tell folks the name of the book again. Uh, BLM, The Making of a New Marxist Revolution. And I look forward to reading it. Where, tell folks where they can get a copy. Uh, Amazon, of uh, it, it's selling uh, very well, right? actually. Right now it's number one uh, in several, several categories, including African-American history and, and political philosophy. So, uh, you know, people are buying it on, on Amazon. Perfect. Well, uh, Mike, we'll uh, post a link to the book on our social media page. And thanks for joining us. And uh, keep up the great work at Heritage and come back on the show anytime. We'd love to have you. Thank you, Reed, anytime. Thanks okay. a lot. Take care. Mike, folks, it's uh, Mike Gonzalez with the Heritage Foundation, author of his new book about uh, BLM and uh, the BLM movement. And uh, look uh, for that in a bookstore near you or pick it up on Amazon. And we'll be right back. After these words from our sponsors with more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boy. Don't leave town. Text us 843-798-TALK. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday morning coffee. Talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services about how sound financial planning can help your family. Scott? There's so much unknown about where things are going politically, socially, and culturally. And certainly there's a huge concern many families have about where things are going financially. One of the best things you can do is learn how to keep more. We are helping families across the country keep more every day. Keep more wealth and keep more income now and in the future. 
If you want to learn how to keep more of your wealth and more of your income, schedule a time, talk to us today, and we'll lay out the roadmap for you and your family. Pile Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose. Find them online at pilefinancialservices.com or call 843-945-4480. Securities and advisory services offered through Prospera Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It has been a treat and a privilege uh, to be with you all this morning. It is the final segment of Saturday Morning Coffee for this September 11 edition. Um, I want to thank Mike Gonzalez again with the Heritage Foundation for joining us here on the show. His new book, BLM, The Making of a New Marxist Revolution, looks to be an important uh, book to pick up. Encourage you guys to grab it. It was published September 7th. It is available now. You can pick it up on Amazon or even better, look for it in a local bookstore near you. And uh, so I encourage you guys to check that out. I want to thank Mike Frederick. I want to thank uh, Jared Dillon. I want to thank Paul for his call and everyone else who chimed in with their 9-11 remembrances. I had a stack of more 9-11 stories that I wanted to get to, but I appreciate folks uh, chiming in. want to remind you guys that coming up, Tom Heron and Up With America are going to be doing another 9-11 tribute episode here uh, this morning on the, on the station. So encourage you guys to stick around for that. want to leave you with uh, a special, a final tribute in our Parting Wisdom segment. It's a a, uh, piece by Michael W. Smith that was actually written uh, by Smith at the request of President George W. Bush. It is a tribute to uh, the 9-11 victims. It's called She Still Stands. And we still stand, folks. We will continue to stand, but we will never forget. Uh, Let me leave you with this final bit of wisdom from the Proverbs. Uh, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths that's proverbs 3 5 and 6 and we need our paths to be directed folks and uh, so here we go with michael w smith a final tribute to 9 11 uh, uh, victims and heroes here on saturday morning coffee y'all stick around for tom heron be blessed and have a great week We have a very tragic alert for you right now. An incredible plane crash into the World Trade Center here at the uh, lower tip of Manhattan.
goes another one. Just when you think the fight is gone. Another plane just flew into the second tower. This is ridiculous. Please stop jumping. That have has taken place at the Pentagon. up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.